listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you. It's February already. How's your week going? We're over the hump. We can see the finish line from here, can't we? How the heck are you? Miller and Moulton on the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. You were the one yesterday that said January flew by. How you feeling on this February 1? Feel like a, a month is already gone in 2024, and where the hell did it go? Well, I'll tell you where it went. It was uh, a football month. Uh, important games. A bunch of them. Yes, there were. And uh, 15 of them, in fact. And then we got one left, and that's uh, coming up in a, in a week and a half. I hear it's a big deal. Um, it is in Malaysia. Yes. Yes, it is. Hopefully one day it'll, it'll get the popularity in the States that, uh, that it has, uh, elsewhere, but we'll have all next week to talk Niners and chiefs second time in four seasons, actually five seasons, four years that those two will battle it out in the Super Bowl. Oftentimes if you take a look historically, the team that won the first time wins the second as well. When it's basically the same nucleus, uh, the team that won the first time wins the second. You know, Giants did to the Patriots 07-2011. Steelers did to the Cowboys twice, Super Bowls 10 and 13. I mean, it hasn't happened very often. But, you know, for what it's worth, when basically the, the same nucleus, you know, when they go at it three, four years later, uh, the, the same team wins. So, well, who knows? It's a toss-up, basically. Is Niners still a point favorite? I haven't, to be honest. Yeah. I haven't looked since it opened. It, it opened at two and a half. It was stayed that way for 23 seconds. It was down to two. By Monday morning, it was one. And uh, listen, I don't want to say it's still a long time until we play the game, but uh, guys on both teams are making media appearances. They're doing podcasts and appearing on other people's shows this week. That That's how, you know, it's it's... You know, we, we still have time. I've got it at two on the Hard Rock app for what it's worth. Oh, okay. Can All I right. give you guys a crazy stat real quick? So, Mahomes' last six playoff games, he's been an underdog in five of them. Five. Huh. Seriously. So, let's get this straight. The last two. Yeah, I'll, I'll read them this to you. Year. So, last okay. week, last week they were one and a half point dogs. Right. Last year's AFC Championship game, they were. Well, hold on. No, and then this the week year, before, hold yeah. on. Then the week before against Buffalo, they were an underdog. So they've been, they've been an underdog in two of the three playoff games they played this year. Yeah. So let me let me get this straight. Okay. So right now they're one and a half point dogs in the Super Bowl. Last week they were four and a half point dogs to Baltimore. Right. Buffalo, they were two and a half point dogs. Uh huh. Wild card round, four and a half point dogs. No, they were no, 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 no. They were favored over the Dolphins. No. Okay. No. no. Well, okay. That's the favorite. No. That's the favorite. No. That's the there. Favorite. You go. See, this is what happens when he chimes in before six oh five. All right. Normally, he he waits out the first segment or chimes in very near the end. Hey guys, do so we have a poll question? I mean, you know, that's. But he wanted to come in off the top rope. High heat. Bad. Right. My bad. Yes. 
That's the five out of six. Because then the last two, the Super Bowl, they were one and a half point dogs in the AFC Championship game against Cincinnati in 22. They were one and a half point dogs. They so were a we home dog last year in the AFC Championship game? They were. Hard to believe, uh, hard to remember, but five out of six of the last Mahomes playoff games, they've been dogs, including the Super Bowl, which subject to change. Yeah, and so far in the first four uh, games they were underdogs in, uh, they're 4-0. So, okay, all right. So that's Trent Bally, everybody. He'll be back in an hour and 15 minutes with the play of the day, whether he's ready or not. Oh, he's ready. Oh, yeah, although we don't have a poll question. And it was funny right before the show. It's another reason why you have to tune us in on the, you know, uh, twitch.tv slash Miller and Moulton channel because uh, Trent goes, so we're going to go with that poll question we nearly went with yesterday. And between the three of us, none of the three of us could remember what that question was. Just 24 hours ago. That's the brain power that's delivering you this show over the next three, four hours right there. Really happy you admitted that, David. <laughs> Think that's one you should have kept to yourself and kept it off air, but we're pretty transparent here. We are. And, and you know, I just we are unlike most shows. Most shows hype themselves up, tell you how great they are. Okay? You know, we exactly the other way. We're like, yeah, you know, we're okay. Not bad. Sometimes, you know, most times better than average, you know, but don't don't get your hopes too high. Now, we're, we're just, you know, just going to help you out for a few hours. Just make you forget about your bad job and your, you know, mediocre life. That's that's all. That's that's our job. Don't that's don't role. assume that our audience is in the same spot as you and I. You know, that's a dadgum good point. You're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have projected like that. You know what? You guys have a good job, all right? And you have a good life. And you know what? That's awesome. And 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 try to share as much of it with us as you can. All right? We'd really appreciate it. Trent, by the way, not brought down by our negativity. He still thinks life's going to turn out. He still thinks he's going to have a great career. He's going to. I have all the right. faith in the world in Trent. Someone out right. of the show has got to have some success. I agree. I agree. We'll do all we can. I mean, maybe, you know, by the end of the year, he'll make 8 $9 a show instead of 7 I mean, I'm we'll, waiting we'll for he and Felipe to start their NBA podcast anytime now. I am, too. I am, too. Here's my question, Trent. Will you and Felipe ban each other from certain topics? Like, do you have that in you where you realize, wow, kind of gone off the deep end? Like, you know, you still have two more weeks where you can't talk about a, a particular NBA team on this show. Right, as you're wearing a hat with that particular NBA team on it. I was gonna, uh -oh. I was gonna mention that. No, unless we make a deal where we bet on the fact that you can't talk about a certain team for weeks. Wow. See, does that mean you know? Because he makes his television debut every day during the play of the week segment next hour. Are we gonna force him to take the hat off, or at least flip it backward? I was gonna say, I if can he can't that. talk about it, he can't advertise it. That's right? kind of the way I look at it. So, huh. it was a noteworthy uh, night in the NBA last night, though. First off, both the Heat and the Magic won. What in the wide world of sports is going on here? Neither one of them had been any good for the last few weeks. Uh, but also, uh, Mark, homecomings. And you know how emotional the NBA homecomings can be. I, I had to laugh 
it's one thing Damian Lillard going back to Portland. I, I mean, you know, arguably the best player in franchise history. I mean, it's right. Drexler, right? right? So, you know, I, I think he's all-time leading scorer and all that stuff. So, you know, that that's a legit homecoming. That's a day everybody had circled on the calendar when the season, you know, schedule came out. But I love the national media talking about it. it's KD's return to Brooklyn. Seriously? <laughs> I mean, no, no, really. No, David, they are serious. Yes. And I agree. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But they're 100% uh, serious. Uh, wow. Talk about emotional. I mean, you know, he missed an entire season due to injury. And he brought a, a couple of guys with him, and they helped run the franchise right into the ground. Talk about emotional. Boy, if I was a Brooklyn Nets fan, huh, to see Kevin Durant back in the building really just makes me think about, oh, I, I don't know. Maybe I should have. The, you know, the misery that was that season. Right. Maybe I should have gone to John's Pizzeria tonight around the corner and not come to the game. What the heck am I doing here? Really? KD's return to Brooklyn. That's what you're selling? Man. I don't know. Must be a slow night on NBA TV or something. But, hey, can I just talk about this Caitlin Clark phenomenon? Did you see the scenes at Northwestern yesterday? I did. Lined up around the building. Tickets on the uh, secondary market going for $300 minimum a pop just to get in the door. Cheapest ticket. To an Iowa Northwestern women's basketball game on a Wednesday night in January, $300. First time the place has ever been sold out for a women's basketball game. She's drawing 10,000 more fans to Big Ten road games than what these teams are normally drawing. 3,000 fans in attendance is becoming 13 and 14,000. She is a phenomenon. Yes, she is. And she delivers. Every single 30, night. 35 last night. They won big. By she averages way, 32 a game. She's the second all-time leading scorer. Like four games from now, she'll become the all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball history. She actually can return for one more year, which if you think about it, I think the max she can make in the WNBA is like 150 grand. And I don't even know if she's eligible to make that because she'd be a rookie. I mean, my goodness, she'd make 10 times ten that times. easy. 10 times easy. Now, I don't know what endorsements will go with her to the WNBA. They will go with her. I mean, there's first off, if you're a company and you're going to get behind someone from an endorsement standpoint, she's, I mean, just from a sure, the numbers alone of, that are following around her around to college basketball games would have to make marketing people do handstands, David. There was a great story written earlier this week in which it says, hey, don't worry. The guys that guard her in practice can't guard her either. <laughs> the guys guarding her in practice can't stop her either. 
That's awesome. <laughs> you know who's really hoping she comes back for another year? USC and UCLA so that they can host the, Iowa. You know who else is? The Big Ten Network. Well, of course. So they don't have to air, you know, Big Ten wrestling. Nothing against wrestling. I'm just, you know. Now. Caitlin Clark. Talk about paying for Peacock. I mean, Caitlin Clark can make you pay for Peacock. That's how big she is. Dolphins Chiefs playoff game? Ah, whatever. Full season of Caitlin Clark. Sign me up. This is awesome to see. It really is. It, there's no doubt, David. There's there's never been a female that's drawn no. numbers like this. I, the last one is Serena Williams, honestly. Yes. This is remarkable. Miller and Moulton. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour. Bob Herrick to talk the goings-on in the world of golf. And there are a lot of goings-on in the world of golf this week. Quick sidebar to that, though. Mark, did you see the video from Pebble Beach yesterday? So for those of you that are remotely into golf, you know, they always talk about, well, you know, this is Lynx golf, and when the, the wind comes off of Carmel Bay... Well, apparently, Mark, this week, <laughs> weather's kind of nasty. And the wind is, uh, well, as Peter Alice used to say, it's been freshening a bit. Uh, you know the little 105-yard uh, par 3-7th there? Right. Elevated T. No, I mean, I was lucky enough to play Pebble. I know it well. Exactly, right. You know, just for those that yeah. don't know, elevated tee, about 105, 10 yards, and, you know, the, the bay is right behind it. It's an amazing view. One of the most beautiful shots in golf. And uh, obviously, for these tour pros, I mean, it's, you know, hit the, you know, the most lofted wedge you got and don't even hit it full bore. So, um, yeah, Finau choked down and hit a three-quarter driver onto the back of the green yesterday. He did. He played it out to the left because the wind was blowing left to right. He um, he hit driver. And I didn't go after it. He didn't. And he went three-quarter swing with a driver. Uh, there was one shot that a guy videotaped in which he had 100 yards into the green. He hit a hard three iron and didn't make it. These are tour pros. I mean, this is amazing video that's out there. And David, the sick, twisted person that I am, all I'm thinking about right now is how much fun the AMs are going to have in this wind. Right, right. It's Aaron Rodgers and your 10 handicap. Okay, good luck. Good luck. Because, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to play a lot of golf. I played in a two-club win yesterday. That's That changes the game for a 10-11 handicapper. Sure. Incredibly. Right. You know, downwind on a hole. My goodness, this is amazing. I've never hit this iron into this green. You know, into the wind, into the hole. It's like, oh, do I have to hit fairway wood? Right. So it's it's just what that does to amateur players. So I just, the rounds will be even longer. 
All the top players are there. This is an elevated event, so the field's terrific. This is the best field they'll have for a pebble unless it's a an open. And so, you know, don't know, you know, the wind can change dramatically hour to hour. But, you know, so far it's been bad and the forecast is not to be good. And so the thought is, will they make those guys play in it, Mark? You know, because we've heard the, you know, Nance and them, and they're telling the stories, you know, Jim, when you live out here, you know, guys can hit a five iron into this hole. Finau choked down and hit a three-quarter driver to the back of a 105-yard hole yesterday. (laughs) I mean, you know, 100 yards into the green, Guy hit three iron, came up short. I wonder if they'd send them off if the weather's even remotely close to that. Because that's the stuff we hear about in the Open Championship. Tiger was going for the slam one year. He had won the first two legs, and he's in contention. And he gets caught on the wrong side of the storm. This is when Tiger Woods, you know, if he shot 70, it was a bad round. And I think he shot 82. Yeah, that was the year where you played afternoon morning. The the Thursday morning group was fine. The weather came in in the afternoon and stayed through the next morning and that right. that group just got clobbered. And the so, cut was made by when you teed off more than anything else. Now, I have to admit, you know you're far more into the carnage than I am. Like you oh, like the US Open a lot love more it. than I do. But I would watch this. I'm in. Yes. I, I I could do all day of this. <laughs> what do you got? Well, we've got 138 yards. What are you thinking? I don't know. Step on a three wood? I, I played think. one time in wins where a normal 150-yard hole we were hitting three irons into. And I've, I've never played in win quite like that. I mean, that's not what you're talking about. I can't even imagine when these guys are hitting 100 yard shots and using woods to hit a 100 yard shot so you know we'll, so it's just something to throw out there and uh you know elevated event and 48 of the top 50 players in the world are in it and you know but the weather it could be freshening a bit off the bay so it it, it could be uh fun hey uh they got uh, an investment yesterday Right at the, you know, you had to pick up mom at the end of the show in our bonus hour yesterday, and that's when news of that broke that the PGA Tour received three billion dollars from the basically the Fenway Group, the Fenway Group, Arthur Blank and uh, Steve Cohen, Steve Cohen, Mets owner there. Yeah, I guess the Fenway Group's kicking in the most money. The the uh, Strategic Sports Group, it's called. Yeah, I don't know what's strategic about it. Here's a boatload of cash. That's the first of two installments. We'll strategically let you know when the Brinks truck's showing up the next time. Or are we strategically eliminating the Saudi money from the PGA Tour? Well, that's what Jordan Spieth said. He came out and said, well, we don't need their money anymore. Now, if they want to invest in us, that's one thing, but we don't need their money no more. And when he was asked, uh, you know, well, Rory's saying, you know, he wants to kiss and make up. And Speed's like, ah, it's Rory's opinion. 
I can find just as many guys, maybe more, to be like, mm, no, don't need them, don't want them, now or ever. So we'll see where this goes. Yeah, it's brought your popularity on the PGA Tour back way up, Jordan. Yeah. These guys were taking oxygen away from you because, well, you're not the elite player you were a few years ago. So, so there you have it. Listen, I don't, I don't understand this. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I got $34 to my name. I don't get it. But so there's not for profit tour <laughs> for 55 years is now suddenly going to be very much for profit as if it wasn't already. And how are these guys going to get their money back? Could you, could you help me out here? Could you, can you re- somehow, some way explain? I get, you know, Mark, you've got a business and I believe in you and I want to invest in it, but I'm invested in it because I think it's going to work and you're going to be able to pay me back. I mean, yeah, this is great for Spieth and Cantlay and Adam Scott and the guys on the tour board who voted for this. Their purses are going to stay what they are now. Hell, they may even go up. The rich are going to get richer because of this. But how does how does Arthur Blank get his $300, $400 million back? The only thing that I've thought of on this, David, is that, one, we've talked about this many times. Mickelson was right. There, there's so much, there was so much money in the coffers that the PGA Tour was actually making more money than let on. Mickelson, by the way, alleged it was $800 million that was sitting around in basically a trust fund that they weren't spending and that they were adding to. And now they're taking this. I mean, I'm guessing they're going to have to take this from the 501c3 not-for-profit company to an actual company, right? This is the PGA Tour Enterprises or whatever that leg is. For-profit deal now. But also, apparently now the players are going to have equity in the tour. I mean, what is this? Like, all the players are going to be Green Bay Packers season ticket holders? You know, they're going to get a certificate? Hey, you own .00493. I mean, you know, based on, and apparently how much you own of the tour is based on how good you are. You know, Cantlay owns 00493% of the tour. Spieth might own, you know, 00743. You know, he's really, you know, three majors at all. So, I don't know, Bob Harrigan an hour. Hope he's got some answers. Oh, yeah, and the LIV tees off tomorrow. Miller and Moulton starting five next. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. 22 minutes before the hour, Bob Herrick to talk golf one hour from now. Scott Jackson, anybody going to take the commander's job? They got about... 80 million in cap room, five of the top 100 picks of the draft. I mean, you know, it's only 32 of these suckers. Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Talk to Scott Jackson about that. And uh, it's the NHL All Star break. We're going old school. Chris Nyland. Chris Knuckles Nyland. I have, I to, be, I have he... to be honest. I never, I mean, it's obvious his nickname. He uses it in his podcast. I'd never really heard that that often, but I just want to let people know that in the 19. 19- 84-85 season in 77 games. Nyland amassed 21 goals, 16 assists for 37 points. He was plus three. 
and had 358 minutes in penalties. There we go. Now we're talking. Old school, baby. It was Got basically that right. a major tonight. I don't even want to talk to him about this year's hockey. I may just ask him who the toughest guy. Give me the top five toughest guys you fought. Do you think you'd even be allowed in today's game? How long did it take for you to stop laughing of people complaining about the hit that broke Connor Bedard's jaw? Two days, three days, still laughing. It's our questions of Chris Nyland coming up. How long would he have been out for if you would have hit him with his head down across the middle like that? Right. What do you think Scott Stevens would have done to Connor Bedard had he put his head down like that across the middle? So, um... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk some pucks or, uh, you know, some fists. One or the other. Chris Nyland, uh, a couple hours from now. It is time for... Huh. <laughs> the there it is. Five, five times five you hit the button. I mean, he's just hammering it. The starting five on Miller and Moulton. Here's number one. You know, it's been about a week and a half since the 8-track got stuck. We were on such a roll. And there's, for those listening on radio, and most of you are, this is one of the things that Trent takes personally. He wants this cue to be right every time. It's one of the few times that I get to actually do something right, you know? And the 8-track gets stuck occasionally. And he was beating the hell out of that keyboard. Strategic Sports Group. Listen, when you write a check for this much money, I think you're SSG, personally. But Strategic Sports Group, which is really a bunch of billionaire sports owners, the Fenway Sports Group, Arthur Blank, Steve Cohen, we don't know if anybody else is involved. But anyway, uh, they said to the PJ Tour yesterday, we'll give you $3 billion. One and a half now and uh, one and a half later. And the PJ Tour will now become a for-profit, like it wasn't before, deal. And the players are going to have equity in the tour. And how much equity is based on how good you are. So I guess now when you win a tournament, Mark, is it two-year exemption, automatic spot in certain tournaments, and 0.0034% of the tour? I mean, is that what's on the bottom now? And how much equity can you have? I mean, how, how much equity is there in the players? And when do they cap that off, if you know what I mean? There's only right. there's only 100%, David. You can't get more than that. Well, are they allowed to own the whole tour? Are they only allowed to own half the tour? Thank you. It's a great question. So, uh, the PJ Tour Policy Board, by the way, unanimously approved this deal. Some of the golfers on that uh, board, Patrick Cantlay, Adam Scott, Webb Simpson, Jordan Spieth, uh, some guy named Tiger Woods. So, they, Spieth then comes out and says, we don't need those stinking Saudi money now. Uh, if they want to invest in our tour, because, you know, we're the big thing going on. We'll take their money if they think we're a good investment, but we don't need them. And when asked, you know, what about your buddy Rory there? You know, wanting to kiss and make up and what have you. Jordan's like, yeah, it's his opinion. 
I don't see where we need these guys. So, um, okay. All right. Uh, this sucker's still on like Donkey Kong, I guess. Let's go. Uh, football news. Seattle, in a surprise, got a yes from Baltimore defense coordinator Mike McDonald. He was the leader in the clubhouse for the commander's job. I mean, the Washington, it, it hasn't been very secretive. They were sitting around for a week waiting for Ben Johnson or Mike McDonald to be done coaching this year. And when they both lost Sunday, they interviewed McDonald Monday. They were on their way to interview Johnson Tuesday. He canceled the interview while they were in the air. So the thought was, well, this is Mike McDonald's job. And Mike McDonald said, no, I'm going to go to Seattle, sign a six-year deal. Mark, all things being equal financially, Seattle or the Commanders, which job would you take? I, I, Seattle. And I take the Commanders. But Mike McDonald took Seattle, and now Washington is scrambling. They're on to plan B. And the Aaron Glenn, Dan Quinn. Here's my question. Belichick, Vrabel, Carroll, hello? No? No. Really? Really? Belichick or Dan Quinn? Uh, if Belichick's team was up 28-3 to in the third quarter of the Super Bowl, do you think they would have won? I mean, am I, am I off base here? Not at all, but... For whatever reason, this year's crop of coaches, other than Atlanta, I mean, no one was interested in Belichick. Atlanta was. Right. Pete Carroll didn't get an interview anywhere. No. And Vrabel got a couple. Um, Boston College head coach, Jeff Halfley. I'll say it again. Boston College head coach left to become the defensive coordinator of the Packers. He was in BC for four years. They went to a bowl three times. And Halfley didn't say it himself, but he said it to others who talked to the media. And basically, he's leaving because, yeah, he wants no part of this college football world. This whole pay-for-play and no, it just, nope. Right, this is, reportedly, Halfley said to one of the coaches on staff that he's leaving, yeah, I know I've been here four years. This ain't the sport that it was four years ago. I never would basically I never would have come back to college football if I was going to turn into this. So, how many more guys are going to do that? Leave Saturdays to go to Sundays for lesser positions, so to speak. Uh one other college football note and it's kind of a biggie. The attorney generals in Tennessee and Virginia are suing the NCAA over their NIL rules. I have one question to ask of you, Mark, Trent, and anybody else. Can somebody tell me the last time the NCAA won in court? I'll hang up and listen. It's a dadgum good point right there, David. And they got a lot of legal fees over the years. I mean, hundreds of millions they've spent on legal fees. They lost a unanimous decision at the Supreme Court. 
think about our court and its makeup and all the issues that have come before it. Only the NCAA could go down 9 nothing on this Supreme Court. I don't think these nine justices could agree on the day of the week. They all voted against the NCAA when it concerned the athletes and payments and what have you. The NCAA is going away. The NCAA, for whatever reason, decided we're going to make a stand here, reclaim our turf over this NIL, and they're going after Florida. I mean, the Attorney General of Florida hasn't gotten involved yet. I mean, you know, NCAA is going after Florida, Florida State, and Tennessee right now. I love the fact the Attorney General of Virginia is involved because they're still honked off because they wouldn't let Old Dominion play in the ball game. Man. I mean, it's stupid when politicians get involved in sports, but this one's going to be fun. No, it's going to be stupid. It's a lot of money being wasted between the NCAA and state governments over something that the NCAA is going to lose. Well, I mean, if if the NCAA would like to back off, you know, somebody go, ooh, I didn't think they'd countersue. I mean, you know, they could... They could just say, ah, you know what? Come to think of it, it's been a mess. You know, Charlie Baker could go, I wasn't in charge then. You know what? Tell you what, we'll just give everybody a pass. Let's just start over. Clean slate in 2024. What do you say? What? NBA. Heat got 31 for Jimmy Butler. Snapped the seven-game skid. Beat Sacramento 115-106. Orlando won as well. They beat San Antonio by 10, Paolo with 25, Franz Wagner with 20. Uh, KD's return to Brooklyn, and boy, was it emotional. He had 33, Phoenix won by 16. Dame's return to Portland was emotional, and he was affected by it. He did not play well. Missed 14 of 23 shots, scored 25 points in 40 minutes, did not hit any clutch shots down the stretch, and Portland beat Milwaukee 119-116. Portland's terrible. I mean, yes, they Charles are. Parkley, yeah, no, they, right. Terrible. Uh, Doc Rivers 0-2 is uh, Bucks head coach. Shout out Chauncey Billups. Out coaching Doc. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Uh, no Jokic for Denver, and yet they led a good chunk of the game, but OKC late SGA with 34. They beat the Nuggets 105-100. Embiid, by the way, out for at least tonight. The knee injury he suffered against Golden State, when I forget the player who it was who fell on his left knee, and knees aren't really meant to move that way. So Embiid's not going to play tonight. Big win for the Gators. Big win for the Gators. Was waiting for this. What a game last night for the Gators. That is a huge win on the road. Kentucky's up three, shooting a free throw with 13 seconds to go. That would ice it, miss the free throw. Clayton comes down, passes it. They give it back to him. Reed Shepard. What the hell was Reed Shepard thinking? It's a three-point game with five seconds to go. What are you doing defending eight feet from the basket? Your guy is out by the three-point line. They need a three, dude. Walter Clayton said, I'll take it from here. He hits the three with three seconds to go to send it to overtime. Then he hits the game-winning bucket late in overtime. Seven threes for Clayton. Gators get their signature win at Rupp in overtime, 94-91. Put them in the tournament. 
They're in now. Damn right. Top-ranked UConn held off Providence, 74-65. Baylor beat UCF in Orlando by eight. Did you see the free throw disparity in Purdue? Oh, Boiler, I watched. Makers, I watched the game. The Boilermakers shot 46 free throws. Northwestern shot eight. It's the biggest free throw disparity in a game in at least 25 years. Purdue won in overtime because of it. South Florida is tied for first in the American. They beat East Carolina by 11 on the road. They're 14 and five. Uh, In-state Jacksonville and North Florida, both victorious. Women's hoops, second-ranked K-State, upset at Oklahoma. Caitlin Clark with 35. She becomes second on the all-time scoring list. Iowa beat Northwestern by 36. They were favored by 35 and a half. Carl Semesco won his 600th game at FGCU. They beat Bellarmine. FAU lost. Stetson won. They've won four in a row. Hockey, we are finally at the full-fledged All-Star break. Your guys' wings lost in overtime to Ottawa. That's a valuable point they left on the table last night, 3-2. Kings doubled up Nashville, 4-2. San Jose lost to Anaheim, 3-2. Big trade overnight. Vancouver acquired Elias Lindholm from Calgary. He's a second-line centerman. They gave up uh, three prospects and a first- and fourth-round pick for a rental. Trade deadline's not for another five weeks. This is how the NHL rolls. All-star breaks in Toronto, by the way. And officially, Mark, it's not just Cal Ripken Jr. Grant Hill also involved in the ownership group of the Orioles. And they've raised $150,000 in Wichita to replace the Jackie Robinson uh, statue, which was stolen and burnt. Awful. And at seven minutes before the hour, that was... That was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller & Moulton. 2-0 on our bets of the night last night. Trent had Northwestern plus the points. That was a cover, and I barely won lane big money with Anaheim and San Jose. Needed overtime for that game to be a win. We both like New Mexico, too, and they got beat by Boise State. They did. The Lobos, who were playing great, lost at home to Boise. This college hoop season's been tremendous, and there are nine of you paying attention to it. Nine of you but you know how good it's been.